Yo, yo, welcome back to the Audio Theory Podcast. If you're new to the channel, please hit the subscribe button as well as the like button. Before we introduce our special guest, Danny, what's good? How have you been, man? I've been good, dude. I got the uh, the holiday fox. I really don't know what day it is, but uh, definitely grateful to be on the pod with you again, my dude. Uh, but excited for our guest, so definitely bring him on. Yes, sir. So today we have Johan Lennox, a uh, composer right. and singer hailing from Boston. Really appreciate you jumping on. Uh, how you been, man? Oh, yeah. It's good. I'm great. It's like, it's been kind of crazy. Uh, a lot of people still asking me for shit, uh, even though it's like three days before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. Uh, yeah, it's been more hectic. Usually it's not that hectic this time of year, but yeah, yeah. never stop. Where are you, uh, where are you based out of? Or at least like right now. I spend most of my time in LA. I mean, I think of myself as, you know, from Massachusetts. I definitely feel like that's where I identify as home, but you know, the reality is most of the music industry is in LA. So yeah, Sweet. that's where I am right now. Uh, actually, Blair is a West Coast native. He's in LA right now as well. I am oh, nice. a native. Um, I actually moved to San Francisco in April, which what? is a decision I'm not too happy with. It was for work. <laughs> I, I really do miss LA. It's just a whole different beast out in, in the Bay. But I was up I mean, there they in both uh, have their pros and cons. I was up there in like October. It was very rainy. Yeah, it's like that all the time, uh, which sucks, of course. But LA is where it's at. Can't go. Yeah, I'm like, it. it's good. Uh, John, did you get a chance to check out the uh, the Kanye and Drake uh, concert like in LA? No, I didn't get to go to that. I think I was, that might've been right when I was, I think I was out of town just for a couple of days right when that happened. But yeah, it showed crazy. I yeah. got to actually like go, I've like seen clips, but I haven't really like sat down with it yet. Nice. Oh, it's yeah. wild. I ended up, I'm, in, I'm on the East Coast. I'm in Miami. I, I do, I stayed up to like fucking 3 a.m. watching that shit. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I saw all the was, tweets uh, and everything. I just, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, got to go. Um, they of course started wow. an hour later, which uh, was yeah. expected. But I think it was one of those live performances that just made you say, "Wow, um, I'm accustomed to going to a lot of hip hop concerts where yeah. it's just like you know, dudes mumbling over a beat, and like <laughs> you can't really hear anything. There's no like real artistic or creative vision for it. Whereas, I mean, you already know like Kanye's a beast when it comes to that stuff. So really yeah. pleased that I I decided to shell out the money for that. I'm really enjoying like his whole visual thing right now. It's all mm. just like head to toe, drapey black shit. Like that's my mm -hmm. favorite. Yeah. He was, sort of, was kind of doing it like in the like uh, watch the throne era, but I feel like he brought that look back in a different way. It's cool. Yeah. He did the watch 100%. the throne era was fire though. Cause I remember I watched the Miami show and he came on in the kilt. Like the leather kilt, and I was like, "Oh man, I need a skirt in my life." <laughs> That's the fuck I don't know what yeah, this that shit was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it really like it's different. Awesome, dude. All right, man. But before we get into some interviews, obviously, let the people know exactly who you are. We love to do little icebreakers, just to, yeah. you know, get the nerves out and get the other people know a different side of you. So it could be a quick one-liner or one-word answer, whatever you want. Uh, Blair, I'll let you kick it off. Is there so? Uh, I guess what's something you enjoy doing? that people wouldn't expect you enjoy doing? Um, I got two. One is I like mixed drinks. I'm drinking one right now that I threw together. And then the other one is that I'm like obsessed with roller coasters. Oh, like, nice. Uh, like I'm not just riding them, but I, like I know all the stats and shit too. Like I like watching YouTubers. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, that's like a real obsession then. It's a real, well, they're both <laughs> obsessions. Yeah, no, I mean, I, we get into it, but, but yeah, they're both like 
very unhealthy obsessions. But. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. What uh, for the drink? What kind of uh, spirit is your preference? Oh man, everything. But I guess uh, gin would be would be a, a particular one. Right now, nice. I'm drinking something with, with pisco, which is like the it's like South American spirit. Uh, yeah, that thing's like Peruvian, right? I believe it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just, only because I'm in Miami, that shit's like everywhere. But otherwise, yeah, yeah right. They make their pisco <laughs> sours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, I just you know make everything about that because it's all about creativity for me. So yeah, I feel you. Uh, what's uh, what's one roller coaster you like blown away when you actually like went on? Um, oh man, uh, let's see, blown away. I mean, you know, still close to my heart. There's one called Superman at uh, Six Flags and oh fire, just yeah. Like, they have like, a bunch of Supermans okay. at different Six Flags parks that all do different shit, but the one okay. in England just has like a bunch of tunnels. It's just really, it's great. Great. Go by the river. Nice. nice. I went to the one in Jersey. Yeah, I went to the one yeah. in Jersey where they put you like completely like flying and like you're like, I'm about yeah. to eat the fucking floor. And it's like, oh wait, I survived. Like <laughs> They have one like that in, um, in Atlanta too. I don't know why you'd be at Six Flags in Atlanta, but since it's close. <laughs> I heard they have one in San Francisco or at least in the Bay that I need to go to because... I haven't been to a Six Flags in probably close to 10 years, but I, I fucking yeah. love that place. That's why it's an unexpected hobby for me. Because it's like, <laughs> out of all the definitely places. Like, yeah. I'm not a parent. <laughs> I'm not in fourth grade right. on like a school trip. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. so weird how, like, once you turn like 18 or whatever, like, there's this big ass gap that like, comes to amusement yeah. parks. Yeah, exactly. Dude, but I, I just you know I'm like six foot six, two hundred like thirty pounds. So like I I'm not pussy when it comes to roller coasters, but like I also am very aware of like the weight limit on this shit. So I'm like, oh, is it only two twenty? I'm good. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip this one. <laughs> it makes some of those ride seats like kind of confining too. I mean, like I feel like sometimes they're they're not designed for like a very wide range of body types. Sometimes. Like, <laughs> no, like, and also like when you raise one, which you know that's not that tall, but like sometimes I'm just like. Like, yeah, like you don't want to put like your arms up. You're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. All right, I got a, a question for. I think I feel like I know the answer for some of your songs, but I want to ask you anyway. Are you a fan of hosting a party or attending a party? Oh man, that's a good question. Actually, that's that's probably that's a great question. I've never been asked that before. Definitely, uh, hosting would be the really. Answer. Yeah, I don't. I don't actually like going to parties that much, but if especially because it's like most of the time I'm not going to know everybody or a lot of people, and so you're Got sort it. of like, well, who do I? You know, it's like just hoping the people that are there are interesting enough to keep your you know mind on it, or just get really drunk, to, you know. Yeah. But if it's my fucking party, then it's my you know community, whatever my people, you know what I mean? And I yeah. can, I can serve the shit I want to drink, and it's like a vibe, you know what I mean? So like yeah. that. That's a blast. Oh my god, you're drinking fucking wine. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, that's came a out for me too. I've never, I've done so many podcasts. I've never seen somebody drink a glass of wine during a podcast. You're a legend for that. Nice. <laughs> Glad we were able to make it happen. Yeah. And just you know, I'm a Melbeck kind of guy. Excellent. I, I don't know shit about wine, but me and my girlfriend have been like getting into it recently. I mean, we definitely we're into the weirder shit. We got into like orange wines and all that. You know, oh, like, dude, orange I, wines. I got a buddy. I think this actually came from my obsession with uh, Action Bronson and Fuck That's Delicious. But like, I had a weird obsession with fucking natural wine for like six months yeah. in a row. I signed up for that. Expensive as fuck, at least for me. But 
Like, yeah, do they have different natural wines? Like, the high off that is phenomenal, dude. And, like, minimal hangover. I just love day. the dryness and the flavor. It reminds me of, like, the stuff that I like out of cocktails. I feel like some of the, you know, yeah. whatever. We're, we're getting there. We're, we're slowly, you know, I've gotten into, like, Chardonnays recently. I don't know. Like, <laughs> wine is very new. I, like, know a ton. Like, I, I really know a lot about the spirits and shit. And I know a decent amount of beer. I don't know anything about wine. So it's very, there you go. The next evolution like of total, it. Yeah, I feel like an idiot when I'm at these places. I'm just like back to like, oh, 100 like being a college freshman. Dude, I, I hate when I go to like a, I go to a vineyard and they're like hint of tobacco. I'm like, why the fuck would there be tobacco in this? Like, I don't understand. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's my preferred way in because I'm I'm used to tasting that shit with the stuff that I drink. You know, the, mm. the liqueurs and the spirits and shit, where it's like, oh, this actually has a tobacco infused in it. So I'm used to. Got it. Oh yeah, okay. Tobacco, whatever. Celery, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like shoelace, you know. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, so I mean, I like I like the wines that don't taste like grapes. I like the wines that just taste like yeah. random shit because it's like, I'm I'm more familiar with that, and then trying to get into like oh, but they used this particular grape for it. Like that's the part I'm like having a harder time with. Yeah, there you go. All right, all right, fair. Good question though. I mean, but, do you do you think you'd be able to distinguish, say, like a hundred dollar bottle of wine versus a ten or fifteen dollar bottle of wine? Uh... I'd like to think, I, I mean, not because I know anything about wine, but just I feel like I just know enough about shit in general that I feel like I might be able to do that, but I don't know. My girlfriend's better, actually. Her, her like, we're both new to wine, but her taste buds are better than mine. And I pride myself on knowing what shit tastes like. <laughs> she would nail it every single time. Nice. Yeah. Dope. Um, this is, a, I guess, a deep, a deeper question. Would you rather be completely misunderstood after death or completely forgotten? Damn. That's funny. Yeah, misunderstood is that's like the insulting one, I think. Yeah. yeah. You've been trying your whole <laughs> life to do something and everybody's just like, you know, this guy really like <laughs> I can't even, you know. You show up to your funeral as a ghost, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, like, it's <laughs> not in any way. Yeah, yeah. So I guess uh rather um uh, you know, I'd still probably take that over just being forgotten, I think. Depends how badly misunderstood we're talking, you know? Yeah. You don't want to be, like, misunderstood to the point where it's, like, where people are just, like, this guy fucking sucked, you know? Yeah, you a dick. <laughs> right. That counts as being misunderstood. But, yeah, <laughs> I'll take, uh, yeah, overall, probably take being misunderstood. I'd probably do the same. I mean, I'm always, like, a little misunderstood. I think everybody is, too, certainly with music and shit. It's just, like, oh, yeah. such a, it's, like, and you don't want to spell it out too much for people. Right. So you got to exactly. leave it open for people to get what they get out of it. Does that mean it's misunderstood or just like maybe you didn't know what you had, even though you're the one that made it? I don't know. There's, I think there's something to that. Too. For sure. I'm a big believer in like the audience is like right on some level, you know? Mm. I'm not mm -hmm. one of those like, you're all a bunch of fucking idiots, you know? Like all you want yeah. is like TikTok bullshit and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm not, like, I know a lot of people like that, by the way, but I don't, I, I, it's never that way for me. It's just like, you know? Yeah, just, that's the reality, and like your job is to figure out a way to make something cool within that. Right, right. Yeah, I'd agree with that too. I feel like misunderstood. At least they're talking about you, right? Like it's not mm -hmm. like you're just completely gone from the universe. So. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, you've, you've done something probably. Yeah, one hundred percent. Of course. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right, last one, and we'll get into the uh, the meat of this. But um, obviously, I'm sure like you've been doing this for quite a bit now. Traveling wise, what's been the best place you traveled to, and why? Um, I went, I went, I went around the world in like a singing group in college. Very strange, you know. Went literally went to twenty countries in Asia, Africa, Europe, South America. Oh, sure. Like, yeah, 
New Zealand, whatever continent that is. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it was, it was wild. It's tough. I mean, definitely a few, like the safaris in Kenya are crazy, mm. you know, the fucking, uh, Cambodia, there's like a, there's like a street that only serves pizza that's just covered in like weed butter. And it's just like, <laughs> I, I like got really, I don't know. It's like, it's, I don't know why I had to travel to do that, but I like was incapacitated for a day. Like the entire group couldn't like Shit. <laughs> Yeah, that's super random. Yeah, just weird shit like that. Dubai, I don't really recommend Dubai as like a long stay, but definitely in terms of just like a quick in and out, just like what the fuck is this place? Like, it's- yeah, why is there so much money here yeah. for no reason? Like, is that basically every, what yeah. it is? Just marveling at like dudes with cheetahs in their their car and all that? <laughs> yeah, I probably that's probably what I should have been doing. But yeah, I mean, overall, I would just, I mean, obviously they got like the tallest uh, building in the world, but like beyond that, I would just say like, if you ever been to Vegas and like how fake and just in the middle of nowhere that shit feels. Yeah. Just take that, but like times 10 and except, but then there's no drinking or gambling at all. Wow. Well, there's, there's no a little, drinking. There's a tiny bit of drinking, but it's yeah, like not yeah, yeah, good because yeah. there's not a culture of drinking and like obviously yeah, yeah, Muslim yeah. countries for the most part. Um, and then definitely not gambling. So it's like, it's like Vegas minus the only reasons I would ever go to Vegas. And then <laughs> just like, but, but with all the fucking glitz and you know, you know, that shit. So it's Got interesting, it. different. And yeah, everybody, like you know, in the airport. Point. Yeah, and this isn't unique to Dubai, but like everybody in the airport, like, you know, women head to toe, black robe, mm-hmm. and it's head to toe, white robe. You know, it's just like, that's just crazy to see in an airport. It's just different. I don't know. I yeah. Just, it's just cool seeing how different shit is. You know? That's wild. I heard you can also get like a custom license plate for like $300,000 or something crazy. And a lot of people actually have the money to do it, which blows my mind. Yeah, probably. I mean, they got like an indoor ski slope. There's a lot of shit I could say about Dubai. I mean, a lot of it I like, read about later, but like they, I believe, at least according to some shit that I read, only have like four days worth of water, uh, you know, backed up. So like if, if because they're basically the way they get water out there is they just have desalinization plant. They just mm-hmm. take salt out of the water, you know, uh-huh. in, in these like big ass tanks, I guess. But you can't, you can only do that at so much capacity. And especially if you've got like indoor ski slopes and stuff at the water. <laughs> it's like they're using it like this, this crazy rate. And like, yeah, if the plants failed for some reason, then they get four days. There's just no water anywhere in this. Shit. So it's just, yeah, it's just like a crazy, it should not exist in any. Oh, no. So then when you just have that much money, like everyone's benefiting from that shit on a certain yeah. level. Yeah, um, for a while. Until- yeah, 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 yeah. So then, for, oh, so, so not Dubai, the dopest place you've been. So do you have like a dopest place? Like, yeah, that wasn't a really good answer, was it? Oh, so, I mean, it was an answer, but I-, <laughs> I mean, those were all like just crazy places. I mean, I didn't like spend a, a really like a good enough time to really be like, so no, I really appreciate like Nairobi. Like, I didn't really get that. <laughs> it was just a very like, what the fuck is this? Onward, you know, which is cool. But in terms of places I've actually spent a long time and had been like, this is fucking sick. In America, like New Orleans is definitely a top. Okay. That's the best place in America for me. And then uh, in, in Europe, at least, I've spent a decent amount of time in Berlin, which is, like, I just love that food and mm. beer and like, like operas and shit. So that's cool. Sweet. Awesome. All right. Uh, in Berlin. And yeah, I haven't been to Nola yet, surprisingly, which is weird because I'm like so close. I got to go back. It's, I got to go back to make sure I didn't like misremember. But I've been, I've been a couple of times, but I've definitely. What's wild, they actually say it's been thriving during, well, I know it had a, it had a crazy outbreak with COVID, it really hit, but like, I think like, that's actually been like a go-to place during like- Probably, I, my guess would be that they just don't fucking care down there. <laughs> right, like Florida. Like, like, that's how, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm sure they're doing great. Yeah, it's like, that's the only city I've ever been to where people like drive to work drunk. 
you know. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> it's just they just don't. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. I'm gonna try in, to get um, there this year. In Kenya, did you go on like an actual safari? Yeah, it's called Maasai Mara. I think there might be like two or three big ones. But that's definitely. Okay. Yeah, I definitely want to go out there. That's like a part of the world I haven't been, but I've I've heard amazing it's things. About I kind of wish. That's actually the biggest regret of that entire tour was that we didn't. There was the first night there, we all like food poisoning and shit. We had come from like India or something, and we we're just like, so we all like took the night in. But that night could have been the night to just like go out in Nairobi, which I really regret not doing because I just don't <clears> know what the fuck goes on in Nairobi at, on a given night. So right. instead, we really just got like the sanitizer. We didn't really get the full like you know experience. So, I mean, it was yeah. a school. It was a school trip. Though. I feel like they can't let you guys get too crazy, right? I mean, it wasn't like the school. Like it really was just run by us and paid mm. for by like our singing and shit. So we could kind of do whatever we wanted, but got it. We were just, I don't know. We were like lazy and tired and shit. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, yeah, no, I see. We'll get back there. Uh, I only asked because you just said it, but uh, I, I grew up in India uh, for high school. What part? What, where did you guys go to in, in India? We went to Delhi, Calcutta, and like maybe that was it. We, we did some. I mean, we did, went to like Taj Mahal. And, what's it called? Agra. All that Agra. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, yeah, so you went like to Delhi. Three, yeah, it was like three days of it. <laughs> like these trips, it was such a short, like non, yeah, non, like uh, you know, thorough. You could immerse yourself really, but uh, yeah, if you went to Delhi, your stomach was definitely fucked up because like Delhi, <laughs> Delhi is like Delhi a real was thing. good. I think. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm sure. Like the the, the Calcutta shit was definitely Calcutta was kind of rough, but uh, yeah, Delhi, Delhi felt like pretty like. Yeah, because they have aspects of it that it feels like a normal city anywhere, but uh, I yeah. Think. No, I mean, it was a great time. I mean, there was really no country where we were like, ah, oh, man, fuck this place. It was like, overall, it was great. I will say we went east to west. So, like, we, you know, we did, like, East Asia, South Asia, Middle East, Africa. And then, like, by the time we got to the end of the tour and we were in, like, Norway, and, like, we had been in Thailand, like, haggling over a cab, whether it's going to cost, like, 23 cents or 25 cents. And being right, like, right. Oh, I demand, <laughs> like, you know? And then you get to, like, Norway and McDonald's is, like, 20 dollars yeah you're like what the fuck is this it was like yeah so i think like if anything like the only i wouldn't say bad experience but it was just by the end it was just kind of like man fuck this place yeah take me back to asia bro yeah yeah no true so i think probably probably should have gone the opposite direction but overall it was still uh yeah it was amazing sick dude thank you for uh for sharing that all right man let's get into this um obviously johan lennox we'd be uh we will let you know in a bit how we came to discover you but obviously big fan so we really wanted to just uh have you on the pod and get to know you better and obviously your people know you better as well so uh if someone had to give you or ask you for a summary of who johan lennox is what would you say yeah yeah um yeah and yo so, sorry to cut you off johan right yeah i know i, I only i said it once and i was just gonna i don't really care anymore. okay but yeah, <laughs> it's johan yeah like it's like a wide but Yes, um, like Johann Sebastian Bach doesn't come up every day, but you know that that you know that's where it's from anyway. Um, nice. So yeah, uh, let's see. Um, yeah, I grew up outside of Boston in a town called Winchester. I pretty much just did classical music my whole early life. I was like writing symphonies and shit when I was in high school. I, I really like got precocious with that. And then um, you know a few years ago, someone played me. Uh, my Beautiful Darkness of Fantasy, the Kanye record, and I was tripping on acid at a house party. And I was just like, coming from classical, I was just like, this is crazy. This is like all the things I'm trying to do with the music I'm doing. Mm. Classical side is like this monumental, huge scale, you know, lots of different moving parts kind of uh, music. Um, and got interested in the Kanye shit, started producing, moved to LA, 
did some string arrangements for, for Kanye, for Travis, for Big Sean, Lil Nas X. I don't know. Who else? A bunch of people. Ty Dolla Sign. I saw uh, Big and Sean that. and Nipsey on there as well. Yep. Deep Reverence. Deep Reverence. Fucking love that song. I did some vocals on there, actually, too. There's this moment where the whole track cuts out. Just, yeah. You know, like, oh. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> nice. like, uh, they're floating over like a mural of Nipsey or something, and he's kind of talking yeah. for a bit. Yeah. I specialize in those. Yeah, in those, like, weird... Like, I don't really make beats that much. and I, I mean, I can, but I don't really care about, like, drum programming. There's so many people out here that that that's all they do and they do it so well and it's like you don't need me to do it so i'm much more about these like outro moments and then these interludes and just breaks the whole song bridges you know? so um yeah and then like started putting out my own music i mean i've been a singer my whole life but you know just took a minute to kind of figure out how i wanted to integrate all these like classical elements with the modern production and then the modern songwriting and i've got this album that i finished that's coming out in march and I've got a couple of the songs. There's a song called Phases featuring Cousin Stiz, who's from Boston, that came out in the winter. And then one that just dropped uh, called You Up with Ann Clemens on it. Thank you. Um, thank you. And um, yeah, and then so the album is just sort of me like dealing with like the apocalypse and America being fucked and all this shit. And you're trying to grow up and figure out what you're going to do with your life. And the album's like, what do you want to be when you grow up is kind of the album title, but it's just in like an acronym. Uh, just W D Y whatever it be. W T B W Y G U. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> and uh <laughs> yeah, so I got like three more singles coming out, I think, too. I, I forget. Whatever. I'm just rolling this fucking album out. There's videos, they all tell the story of me just like looking back at youth, looking into the future, trying mm-hmm. to figure out where I fit. The sky is on fire in every single video and photo for the entire album. Um in different forms of just like apocalyptic, you know, whatever. And just, that's kind of how it feels sometimes right now. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's me. Nice. And I just, uh, I got one other thing. Everything on the album, there's no guitars or synths or keyboards. It's all live strings, clarinets, flutes, whatever. So I took that shit that I used to do and like, just that was the way I was like, I can do this. Nobody else can do this. This is the only way I can, you know, this is how I'm going to make the sounds on the album. So aside from the nice. drums and the vocals, it's all this like orchestra. Yeah, super excited to hear that. Um, just to backtrack, so you said you moved to to LA. What was that like? What kickstarted that process, and how smooth was it? Because I feel like a lot of, for obvious reasons, artists move to to Los Angeles and they get things started. But like, you know, were you yeah. staying with someone else? Like, did you already have a plan going in, or you just kind of said, "Fuck it, I'm I'm gonna head on over to the city and and continue what I'm doing." Yeah, um, I finished school. I moved to New York because I'm still on the East Coast. Like, that was the big city, and everybody was like, going to New York. And then just immediately realized, like, all the shit that I wanted to do seemed like it was out in LA, just seeing what you know, people were up to. Um, and, you know, reading like people's like Wikipedia bios. I was just like, oh, then they moved to LA. And then that's just <laughs> right. Uh, well, that sounds pretty straightforward. So let's do that. But uh, yeah, so I spent like a year in New York, but I took like three trips out to LA like a week, then two weeks, six weeks. Um, and then the fourth trip, I just got a one-day flight. But basically, it was just like, yeah, it was just, um, I don't know. I just, like, hustled really hard. I mean, you know, was lucky to, I didn't, like, really know anybody who was doing music in a serious way, like, in the sort of music industry sense, like, major label system, all that type of shit, like, which is definitely where I, I wanted to be at, you know, just around the biggest artists and shit. 
I didn't know anybody who was doing any of that stuff, but I knew like random, you know, it's like my friends, like, uh, you know, like ex-girlfriend, what was it actually? Yeah, so like my roommate's ex-girlfriend, like grew up with a dude whose dad was like a music lawyer and that dude met with me for like 10 minutes and just connected me to some other fucking guy who connected me to another guy who ended up managing me, you know? But I did, there was like, that's like only one of like 10 examples of this shit. Yeah. I was just taking any random ass, you know, route that I could to just anyone that seemed like they were plugged in. Definitely more on the like business side though. Like I wasn't like, I mean, I, I think like this is what I recommend most people just hit up producers, hit up artists on Instagram, like cold, you know, I wasn't really doing that. I was definitely going much more like, no, I'm going to get like somebody that's already connected who has like an office to fuck, you know, cause they're going to make yeah. it, you know? And then, so I found somebody like that. His name was Andrew Gould at a uh, BMG which is a publisher. That dude was the guy at the end of that mm. story. And he, uh, huge star plugging session but yeah really i mean there was like you know 10 others and those that didn't really go anywhere and you know i got really lucky with him but and then and then and then there was still like two or three years where i was working with him and like nothing like i was sort of around people who were around people that were cool but i like hadn't done anything cool hadn't really had a cut with any major artists like didn't my own music wasn't doing that well and so yeah i mean it wasn't like that was only but but, but I, I had this weird like security blanket of just being like well at least i if, if I can make anything good that actually starts to work, then in theory, like, I know the people where I can capitalize on it. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess in that sense, it was, like, reassuring, but I wasn't, like, making money off of it. Yeah. So you said two to three years then. So what was the uh, the moment that you either, like, felt like you broke through or, like, something just clicked for you? It was really, like, kind of random because um, somebody that I had, like, come up doing like classical shit with in high school was now at that point like professionally like a young orchestra conductor mm. and, you, uh, and, and so he just like had an orchestra in LA and he was just like I gotta do three years worth of concerts with this orchestra it's like you know it's just like your first job as, in that path which is just crazy to think about but you know so he was just like yeah like every the last concert every year they say just like it's a tradition just like do something different do something mm. different, do whatever and i want to do something with kanye music that's all i know that's what he said and so then and we hadn't talked in a couple of years but he just knew that i was now sort of this classical dude who was doing this other shit and was doing right. both things and he was just like i feel like you'd you'd appreciate this idea let's figure it out so then we figured this concert out together it was called yeetoven like yay beethoven and it was just like an orchestra concert playing shit mostly off of Yeezus and then some Beethoven music and just putting them side by side and saying like, you know, Kanye is doing a lot of stuff that you don't see in just your normal like pop hip hop uh, songs. It's like more composer type shit in my opinion, just the way it's like structured, you know, just the musical decisions that we did this little like very mini kind of like TED talk thing throughout the concert just being like, listen for this like you gotta check that listen we're gonna play this and then we're gonna play that and you're gonna hear the endings are similar and like you know that's pretty unusual for this reason whatever and so that concert was like super viral it was like very you know just, we barely had to try just like Kanye plus Beethoven plus orchestra yeah. and there's who doesn't want to that might everywhere. sound like <laughs> just, I mean we were hopeful that would happen but we didn't know and then we sort of tried to plant some seeds but then it just took up on its own so that was yeah it was tight so for a second it was kind of like everybody was what the fuck is this and the concert happened it was great and then i think just at that point i mean and then we did another one a year later there was like a sequel it was like stuff with pablo but it's sort of through both of those concerts it's like mike dean followed me on twitter like i got connected through some people i've been working with to big mensa who i then worked with a ton who won 
have like no ID and like and Big Sean and Snow like running all the cars. So it's like definitely those concerts became that like this dude's different, like you know, like sort of thing that people could say to help get me into the situation. So yeah, that was. I mean, you can't repeat I mean, that. That must feel fire. Yeah. That has to be a, like a, a dope feeling for you though. Like it came like organically though, still like it wasn't like, cause yeah. you knew someone that should happen. Like that just came. I didn't from, even, like, yeah. At the time, I mean, I was like, this maybe is interesting, but maybe it's just so random that I don't know. Like, it's not like nobody needs me to do this on their album because it's such a specific thing, but yeah. Yeah, there was a dude named Dave Appleton who was co-managing Vic. Uh, and he, I remember like six months later, just hit me up and was just like, hey, like, you want to do some strings on this Vic uh, Mensa album? And that was like sort of the first person who took a chance on me, even though I was like, yeah, I mean, I don't really have like a, I can't, I don't have like a catalog of artists I've done this for. Yeah. But if he's down to just do it off of the buzz around this weird concert, then yeah, and I, I can definitely <laughs> deliver and stuff. And then I became super close with Big, and that was kind of like the first. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. And in those, uh, on those occasions, did you have like the full creative freedom when you layered on the strings and, and did those sorts of things, or did was the artist like saying, "Hey, I, this is my vision. Like, can you kind of just make it come to life?" Um, it's usually, well, if there's a range. I mean, I mean, in Matt's with with Vic, it was like sort of right in the middle, where like I mostly just came in with like a bunch of ideas. And then he'd get inspired and be like, oh, cool. Yeah, that's great. But can we also have him do this one other thing? And then I would just quickly, like, either he'd just sing it to these string musicians over the talkback mic in the studio, or I'd sort of take his idea and sketch it out into something on the written sheet music, which is sort of how I work um, using software. But uh, And then send them, like, PDFs of that shit, and then they would play it. Or, But there's a range. I mean, there's some artists where... I just do the thing and I pretty much know what they want. I send it back and they're like, oh, it's amazing. You know, I can't give them a few options maybe. Nice. Other times it's like, they want to be there. And I still show up prepared or like I don't. And I just figure that we're just going to figure this thing out on the fly. Yeah. The wide range. Yeah. Dope. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like this kind of stuff is at this point in your career, second nature to you. Or do you have yeah. to invest like a shit ton yeah, of time? Yeah. Yeah. You'd think, I mean, there's like, the thing is, <laughs> I kind of only realized this recently, but there's actually like a few different styles of what when people say I want strings. Like, the, I mean, obviously those are just instruments, so I mean, in theory they could do anything, but basically people want like one of like two or three of things, right? Got it. One is this kind of like big sort of cinematic, like Adele, Hans Zimmer type shit. Yeah. Whatever, whatever the, that means to you. And that's, I can do that shit in my sleep. And I love it. And then there's <laughs> oh, wow. like, then there's like other stuff. Like there's the kind of like old school, like Hollywood, you know, sort of R and B stuff from like the sixties and seventies, which like, I I know what it sounds like. I can do it. It's like harder to write that stuff a little bit. Like it's a little more work because like, I don't know how to describe it. It's like the the, the parts have to kind of like slide around more, and they kind of ooze in this weird way that isn't like you know. And then you got to write that and hope that the musicians all are gonna figure out what you meant by it because that's mm -hmm. that's what they go off of is what you've written down, and that's just it. Just takes a little bit more work. But I'm, I'm doing a project right now where it's just yeah. They keep coming back and being like it's not soulful enough, and I'm just like yeah. <laughs> right, let's do this. But if you yeah. say so, bro. I well, no, here. I mean, yeah, <laughs> they're, they're probably right. I can't even say who it is, actually. But yeah, they're, they're probably right. But yeah, it's tricky. Well, the thing is, I'm also like a lot of the way I get a lot of these jobs is that I'm like, I'm like getting stuff done for a price that couldn't 
you couldn't really do it another way. So like, got it. Like you're, you know, like you picture like an orchestra in a studio, and like I am perfectly capable of like putting that together and writing the music for it. But like, you know, that's really fucking expensive. Um, it's also like you get less control that way. Like you just have to get what they want in that time, and you don't. If one musician's a little out of tune, like that's just in the recording. Like it's just it's much more. <laughs> you know um yeah it's just like a like higher risk i guess so most of what i do is like with the strings at least it's not the only thing i do but definitely strings a lot of it but like i'll um you know at this point just have musicians record themselves from home like one at a time and like which you know and then that's nice because i can just edit every single part until it's right, like, right, right. perfectly on the other hand if you got like three different people recording the same thing they all might interpret it a little bit differently. And then sometimes that's cool. Sometimes it's like, oh shit, like this isn't real, you know, then you gotta figure it out. So it's like, yeah. you kind of miss out on that feeling of like a whole group of people just like feeling it together and just feeding off each other's energy. And you gotta kind of create that artificially. So I think that's something I'm learning, but um, yeah, for the most part, it's like automatic, I guess. Yeah, it's just, you know, nice. different people have like different demands, you know? yeah. especially the bigger artists. Oh, I bet. But out of those demands and like just like obviously you're so like in tune with this shit from an early age. Are there, are there certain trends like at least like in hip hop music right now or recently that you're like, dude, this is awful to listen to. And obviously don't name names, but like just like musical trends. You're like, bro, like why are we even doing this? Like why is this a thing? Um, I mean, I'm generally like interested in shit that's like moving things forward, like. You know, I didn't listen to it that much, but sort of like, you know, I, I, I listened through like the, the Cardi album, you know, like that's like different. That really, you, you really have never actually heard anything like that before in your life. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. It's not <laughs> that different, but it's a little bit different. You know, and it's yeah. just pushing it just a little bit forward where the, it sets the bar to a new place, now new artists, you know, I'm excited about shit like that. What I'm less excited about is like artists just like, I see it more, it's like this kind of like, Like artists that are like, they're like, I'm trying to think how. Like there was like, you know, there's like a little peep and stuff, which I really love. And then it kind of, you know, an X and Juice were all that shit. And then it's kind of like all those artists, it kind of like, that was interesting because they got the like emo rock mm -hmm. shit from the 2000s yeah. mixed with the trap beats and the 808s. And it's like this whole combination of stuff. And then it's kind of like a lot of artists that have taken inspiration off of them are pushing it further and further and further back towards just like straight up, just replicating what was being done 20 years ago. And sure. you see yeah. that with other genres too, where it's like you get in the studio and they're just like, what I really want to make is just a Marvin Gaye record. Totally different type of artist, but you know, just exactly. Like, let's right. get the microphone Marvin Gaye. Used. <laughs> no, seriously, it's like a, this happens all the time. Yeah. Like big artists do this. And it's I mean, cool, but it's like, I don't know why we're doing that. Like, you're not going to do it better. Like, just like, it doesn't, what are you adding to the yeah. fucking thing? To, you know? So you're really looking for like, like at least your ears are look, is looking for like innovation to kind of spark your interest? Uh, yeah, I just don't know what the point is otherwise. But, you know, otherwise it's like a school exercise. It's like, can you make a record that sounds like 1993, you know, grunge rock? It's like, cool yeah here's how you do it and like train your ears really well and figure out that's like an interesting exercise but is that like that's your, that's it that's the right, that's right. The right. like i don't awesome. know <laughs> yeah. Yeah. whatever no i 100 percent agree with you and it got me thinking because i feel like i definitely have seen a couple artists who fall into the category of what um 
you were referring to with like Lil Peep and Juice. And a lot of people claim these artists that we're referring to are industry plants, not Lil Peep, but the quote unquote clones. Um, do you think there's any validity to the industry plant argument of, hey, let's capitalize on uh, building up someone's career who like seems like a, a clone to this deceased rapper or singer? Oh, interesting. I never even heard of it used that way. I mean, that probably is what a lot of people mean by it now. I mean, like when I first heard the term industry plant, it was like when I first came out here and there was like, it was just kind of the end of like, this is like, you know, five years ago, but like the end of like music blogs kind of was when it really mattered. But there was like, there was a time, I guess, really before I even was paying any attention to this shit when it was like a music blog could like make an entire career, you know? Yeah. Like bands and shit. And then I feel like the, the issue that people were having was that there was artists that were being written up on these blogs like five years ago or something as if they were totally indie artists that this blog had just discovered and being presented to, you know, like the fans of the blog is like, check this person out. Where'd they come from? Without mentioning in the first line that like signed a Capitol Records like, <laughs> yeah. PR team that cost 20K and which is what, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, I think that's where the frustration came from. I think, I think the term actually was kind of legit in that sense that people who like trusted in the system to like, find the music you know not influenced by like the massive amount of money coming from the major label system like would be pissed off if they one of those artists turned out to have been funded by that the whole time yeah so i get that in terms of the thing you're talking about where they're trying to yeah i mean find artists that yeah or clone yeah make artists that kind of fill i mean i hadn't really thought about that that much but i mean there's obviously some truth to it and that's always it's hard to do that because i also think like those I don't know. It's like, yeah, the best artists like are defined by like doing shit differently in a sort of idiosyncratic way that you're not going to be able to copy or, you know, it's like mm-hmm. that they did it that way because that was what they wanted to do, you know, like even yeah. like Kurt Cobain like was, I mean, I guess as I understand it was kind of making like 70s style punk rock, you know, and he was borrowing from like the Pixies and other shit like that. But in the end, like he had a lot of weird taste and like lyrics and chord progressions and stuff. And it really sounds different because he did it that way, you know? Yeah. And like, I think if the goal, yeah, if like a label's just like, like who's an artist who's like a clone of another artist who is actually successful? It's like you, you can get like a decent way along. Yeah, that's a great point. Because it, it not, also yeah. like what's successful? Like, are they making a living off it? Probably. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, sure, yeah. 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 And that's mm-hmm. fine. And that's, you know, really just a testament to influence that first artist. But you're not going to, you know, like generational artists are generational artists because they like, I don't know, because they just like, they had a vision for how they wanted to do things. So, whatever. They can try to, you know, yeah. you're not going to make another Juice World. It's just, that's just not going to happen. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. And side note, I'm halfway through that documentary on HBO. Fire. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my oh God. there is one? So, a Juice yeah, one? Yeah, it's, that's what I said oh, to you like, the other day, like that picture. So, oh, like, okay. I'm half, I'm halfway through it, bro. It's, it's so good. Like, it's insane how talented he was. Nice. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm definitely checking it out. Yeah. And, um, I, I think a big reason why we reached out to you in the first place is, um, with your music, it was refreshingly unique. At least for me, when I first heard it, it was on, um, the spot of the New Music Friday Spotify playlist. So I heard you up. Um, and what drew me in first was the instrumentation because I had yeah. listened to like a hundred songs first. Those I won't say they sounded uh, like clones of today's music, but I it was hard to distinguish what was like 
something I hadn't already really heard already. And when yeah. I heard you up, I ended up playing it like literally 20 times that night. And after a while, I was like, all right, he must have some other shit besides yeah. this. <laughs> so I went through the catalog and yeah. um, obviously was impressed. But the um, newer shit's better. I mean, it's a funny playlist. Yeah, if you go through oh, my catalog, you definitely can hear like how much, like, I've, I think I've changed shit a lot in the past few years. But uh-huh. the album, I mean, if you like you, I feel love now. So I mean, I Work. Can, I Super I excited. Like, you, I hope you like phases. I think that that's also an album. I think that's. I haven't heard phase yet. But yeah, when uh, when <clears throat> when Blake went through that moment, he sent it to me, and I was shrooming with my girl at the beach the next day, and I played fifteen like fifty times. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was like, bro, this is everything right now. <laughs> yeah, thank you. One hundred percent. Yeah, I was like super. I was so stoked when I found your music that I sent him like twenty songs in a row, and I was like, I hope you like listen wow. to this shit because, yeah, it was. I told him it's one of the it's one of the greatest feelings to stumble upon a new artist that like no one else seems to have yeah. already introduced to you in any form or fashion and have it be super dope. Um, one before we get into like some of the music, one thing I wanted to ask. I have a question the, about that yeah. actually, if you don't mind me interrupting. Like, yeah, what sure. is there other art? Like, obviously you said it sounds different, but I am curious sometimes because I think. I think it's really different. And I think trying to figure out where it fits in the landscape is like, you know, more like a marketing question, really. But like, uh-huh. is there other artists I would just say that, right. you know, like who would you want to see me open for or whatever? Like, where do you see it fitting yeah. in the landscape? Because I've been. Oh, the open for is a good one. That's a good mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Or, you that's know, a good get, question. Or the, get the feature from, you know, whatever. But I mean, I'm obviously not like a rapper, I'm a singer. And it's yeah. like, you know, but I like rap. And so it's, yeah. <sighs> I mean, I can shoot for it first. Um, Cause yeah, I mean, so sonically, I don't think you sound like a lot of people, but I can see where you could kind of like get like the like the branch audience. Yeah, from. whose fans can I steal? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So like low key, like I, like I know it, it may be different, but maybe not. But like if I saw you open for Young Thug, like it yeah, wouldn't yeah. seem crazy to me because it's still kind of a crestural trap. Like I kind of get it. Like it makes sense to me. Fire. Me honestly, when I heard phases, that shit sounded like. Uh, something Travis could even yeah. like flip in some way. Um, obviously, his his music is like unique in its own right, and probably not the best thing to align yourself it's with. A tough time, very, yeah. No. Very <laughs> future. All right, it's a great time. Just gotta swoop in there. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> nah, sure. But yeah, no. I mean, those are definitely some of my favorite artists. So yeah, yeah. And even Post Malone, like I yeah, know same. people have their own opinion on like where he falls, but like. I'm just thinking of this almost genreless or like yeah, multi-genre yeah. audience that isn't like you know a hardcore hip-hop head or like hardcore this or whatever. Yeah, but like yeah, lights yeah. loves influences like of everything. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, That's of course, bro. Hundred percent. Um, yeah, but you had a question, right? Oh no, yeah, I was gonna ask you about the the new music Friday because it seems like a mystery as far as how people get there. Obviously, if you have like um, you know, some confidential information on that whole process. You don't have to disclose it, but yeah, I was yeah. curious if, if you know what goes into that process. Is it like just purely the luck of the draw, or is it important to already like have a following and connections yeah. who can at least, you know, push you up on the consideration list? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely like we don't ever know what's gonna happen. Like they don't tell us ahead of time. Yeah. But one thing I think you that they will tell you ahead of time is if, if they're gonna make your face the cover mm. of a playlist, they'll mm. they'll hit you up to get the photo for it. So that yeah, can tell you why. So I was the cover of like Fresh Finds like a couple years ago. Nice. 
which is like so fresh finds is like there's now like a bunch of them and it's just like there's one that's just fresh finds and there's one that's like fresh finds like tronic fresh finds like r&b whatever and this is all just like spotify like all of those as i understand it are like only unsigned artists so it's like they literally okay. you know what i mean and so labels look at those playlists and it's like just it's i don't know how you get on there i mean there's like a tool they call it a tool i guess on the spotify like for artists site it's just like the submit tool and it's just like what playlist do you hear this going on what genre do you think this is what moods you know like yeah and they just let you kind of pitch your shit to them and i mean I, somebody probably reads that shit i mean i imagine they get like fucking tens of thousands a week but somehow they're finding this shit and like yeah and i mean you definitely see artists that didn't that aren't like connected at all on there i mean sometimes yeah. they yeah it definitely helps obviously if you just make your own success elsewhere and you get like you know the tiktok buzz or the, you know tons of people in the music industry retweeting your shit for some reason because they found it you know yeah or a blog post maybe that some people at spotify just repinned their planes or lyrical women or something to see and they're like oh, that's pretty cool and then throw out post. you know yeah i feel like there's, yeah it's like no or a feature you know if it's somebody that people are aware of and then you get them on the song obviously that helps but I mean, that's, I don't know that for a fact. That's all just like my guess. Right. That, sure. you know, I think they're just also trying to find good shit and those are places they look and they probably look through the submissions. I mean, obviously like having been out here a few years and like worked on a bunch of big shit, like I have a good manager and I'm like plugged in enough where like he's just sending it to a bunch of people who work at Spotify and he knows and like occasionally. Yeah. And then Apple Music also the title whatever. And they all, you know, hopefully hit back and they're just kind of like, cool. You know, they don't tell you if they're going to do anything with it, but you know. Yeah. And like, I don't know, I honestly wish I was getting on more playlists. I mean, I've been on a few other ones beyond the Music Friday. I mean, the Music Friday is cool because, you know, people find it, especially in the industry, people find it. But like, it's gone after a week. And, yeah. you know, it's not like, nobody's like putting on New Music Friday at a party in that playlist. I mean, it's like, if right. you don't hear it, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's everything. It's country, whatever, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, in some ways it's like, I'd much rather be on like anti-pop or like Teardrop or one of those playlists, you know? for months and just like getting you know an actual following on that weekend know? buzz yeah but in the end i mean i've kind of resigned myself because it is just so frustrating and like yeah i was really lucky to get that on music friday but it's like i don't know it's like i think in the music industry people get a little bit too fixated on what spotify is or isn't doing for them yeah. and there's the also artists that yeah and there's also artists that um have like been supported very heavily by spotify and then they're like it's like they didn't actually build a real like like they didn't build like a real thing it's like the songs had like hundreds of millions of streams on spotify because spotify had them on every fucking playlist but like their tour didn't really sell that well and then yeah like, like yeah. a year later everybody's just kind of like oh yeah what happened to that dude you know or that you know yeah so it's like i don't know it's like you don't want your entire shit to be dependent on spotify liking you or not like you know i mean it's it's a tool and it's part of like a lot yeah of i feel that because i feel like when everyone had like their uh their yearly wrap-ups and you're seeing people's numbers i'm like fam ain't nobody listens to this shit a billion times so i'm like there's no way like people are actually <laughs> listening to this shit so I, or I, I they like did it. but they didn't even know what it was because it was right. just on a playlist and it just played and it was on a party or it was on at a fucking hotel right, right. <laughs> seriously right. and like that you know and it's that you counts. Know, and those are all streams but it's like did anybody like did anybody say yes like, yeah. fucking save this album you know 
So, I mean, you know, I think that's why, like, I think videos still matter and, like, totally performing and, you know, I'm hopefully getting on tour this year and just trying to, like, be like, nah, this is a real thing. It's got, like, got my little string quartet. I've got, you know, merch. This is, like, an actual real thing. It's not just songs with numbers on them, you know? So nice. for you, though, like, is it just that? Like, is it just, like, you trying to develop your own core audience or do you have like individual goals you're trying to set yours for yourself? Like, hey, I want to be doing this by, you know, 2023. Like, what are you yeah. trying to achieve? I've, I mean, I've definitely had those and I like missed all of them. Like, it's just, you know, it's just, you always- <laughs> It just happened, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so ambitious, you know, and you're so impatient and it's just kind of like, uh, like I wanted to be a superstar two years ago, but you know, we're getting there, you know what I mean? Dude, but, like, okay, so side note, how old are you? If you don't mind us asking. I'm 32, but I didn't even start doing this shit until I was 24. Like, I didn't even get a copy of software until I was 24. Which is oh, so amazing, though. Like, that's it's a so short amount spot. of time, though, if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's it's like if you just, it's like the normal pace for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I just, like, had a whole life before I was 24 where I, all I did was write symphonies and shit. Gotcha, yeah. I gotcha. So in the long run, I think, like, I'm going to be in a really interesting place, you know, in another 10 years, whatever. Yeah. No matter where anything goes, like, it's just, I have a lot of different interests and a lot of different skills that I want to combine. I want to, like, but like fucking live orchestra concerts with lighting and dancers and shit, you know, up, you know, I want to have musicals on Broadway, like all that stuff. That's always been part of the plan. The detour was like, you know, let me check out what's going on with like hip hop and pop music for a second. And that's sort of where I am right now. But it's like, I've got all these things in my back pocket that I think, you know, so it is like, obviously I'm competing with people that are younger than me. I'm also competing with people that are older than me. Like, it's not really, I don't think there's really an age limit on it anymore, but it's amazing. Like, yeah. But like in hindsight, like you were like 27, 28 when you did like the Kanye and all that kind of Mike yeah. kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Which is pretty yeah. wild, like in hindsight, like to think that you were not even 30 yet doing that shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's just, you know, it's been a lot. And I think it's also just been slow to kind of figure out like how to make, like going from classical to, it's like, it's like one thing to be like 16 and just be like, you know, like an obsessive fan of an artist and like come home from school and you don't even fucking care about your schoolwork and all you're trying to do is just make shit like that artist and you're just, you know, and at 17, you know, it's like, it's like a direct channel to all, you know, but it's like, yeah. I'm like coming from this as like, you know, when I'm 23, 24 and I'm just like, I've written like fucking symphonies that were performed around the world and shit in yeah. orchestra halls, you know? That was a fucking like, Nairobi. How like. am I gonna just, yeah. <laughs> How am I just gonna like suddenly go back to zero? Yeah. Where I know nothing about this world. I don't know even like, I don't even, I'm not even a fan of the music. I literally just got into Kanye at 24. Like, it's insane, you know? Mm. And then, like, I didn't even know the old Kanye. I only knew Darkness of Fantasy, you feel me? And then I had to like go, you know? So it's just like such a weird, yeah. like, I'm just like suddenly, what is this, this shit? And I'm like relearning, like, I don't know if you've seen, I have like TikTok videos where people just play me songs from like, 10 years ago and it's just like I gotta I watch know, that shit I don't know any of them because it's like yeah shit. I didn't realize you're on TikTok but I, I just started to get into that it's yeah, it's interesting I, I place it. it's super goofy I like it on there but okay. yes yeah so I mean I'm just saying like you know I'm like it took a while to just figure out what the fuck I was even trying to do let alone how yeah. to do it you know what I mean right and I think it took longer in some ways because I was coming from a place where I already had you know but I think in the long run it's gonna be sick that I've been able to do yeah. things but right now definitely it's just kind of like oh fuck like how many more years you know right because so i feel like artists, yeah. i feel like hip-hop is uh one of those genres where you can bring new elements to it and 
if it's interesting like it's accepted pretty quickly and has like the potential to to become much bigger much quicker whereas other genres it's not quite the case um yeah i mean i believe i I think that's what's what's stuff about it and there's definitely like artists that have taken off like in their 30s you know like two chains like saint john there's definitely artists that you know so it's not like you know and i'm connected and shit so I feel good you're, about you're young it. as fuck, bro. You're young as fuck, bro. You're good. Though. I know, I know. You like you, guys, you got, got your hair like, in my head now. Just... Yeah, you're good, bro. You look good, <laughs> bro. How old are you guys? Uh, I'm 32. I'm 30. You're 30. You just you turned 32 this week, right? Or you, you turned? Right, I, I will be 32 in like a week. Right, right, right. Yep. I just turned 33 two months ago. Oh, nice. So we're all in the same shit. Yep. Which is why I was actually like, this is the fan in me. So just so you know, like the context of the podcast, obviously we're yeah, super yeah. hip hop heads. Uh, Blair is actually um, an artist himself. Uh, and I'm nice. just like a super fan. I've been obsessed with this shit since like growing up in, in New York. So the reason why I, besides shrooming, uh, the reason why I loved your music though, was there was a, a voice that was coming through of someone like really trying to identify with the past. So like, and obviously I love that you say you're 32. Cause like a lot of the shit like seems like you're not holding on to the past. But yeah. like trying to like r- bring those moments back. So like kind of like where was your mindset like making like fifteen and like shit like yeah. that? Well, yeah. I mean, I just I think with that and with and with the album, especially like just the feeling of like on some level, it's like I'm at an age where you'd. Ex- I mean, I know people that have kids that are like much younger than me. You know. I mean, so it's like. you know and like certainly going back you know a previous generation whatever like my parents and stuff would have been like way further into like adulthood and i feel like i'm just some fucking kid even though you know i'm 32 whatever you know like i was nine years old right now my mom had me so that's wild like you know like she was 30 years right right yeah so it's like i don't know um yeah i don't know what that all means i mean it's just like i know like grown adults that like play halo all day you know it's like it's just it just feels like this border of like, okay, now you're done with school, like time to get a real life and a wife and a kid and a house and a picket fence, you know, or whatever it is. It's especially that American dream shit. I mean, that's definitely like mm-hmm. the focus with the album, but just more broadly, just looking back on, yeah. And I mean, I guess that's not what 15 is about, but that's, uh, yeah. I'll, 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 well, just like the, in general, like that was like a sound that came through. Like I, I heard the world on fire, like on repeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that was like a common theme in that, like, like I really like like it sounded like you really loved like your early twenties and stuff it's like just, that. Yeah, it's didn't just want, like, like lost in time. I mean, I still feel like I'm living the same way I lived ten years ago. Like I really haven't in any way like matured. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I know more, but I'm not like. Yeah, it's just. I'm. I think I've just been trying to understand why I feel that way, and I think mm. that's sort of what these songs are about. Is just trying to figure out like, but yeah, and like definitely just not wanting. I don't want any part of what I see as like boring adult shit ever. Like I always right. want my life to be fun and exciting and free and have that sense of freedom that I had as like a 15 year old. Um, at the same time, I also don't even know how I would go about having that kind of stability if I didn't want it. I don't, you know. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, I think it's just trying to look at. And I'm assuming from the title of the next project that kind of like a continuation of that same like voice. Yeah, well, so the cover for the album, What Do You Want to Be When You Grow Up, is just like this, it's like a little kid playing on a front lawn of a suburban house in the skies and mm. fire behind the house. So it's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? It's just like, you could ask that of a little kid, but it's like, we don't even, like, I saw a tweet about this like two days ago. It was like, you know, 
like what do you want to be when you grow up I, it wasn't that it was like another version of it but sure, sure, sure. asking kids about their future it's like bruh there ain't no future <laughs> it was like i don't know that i feel like that morbid about it but i definitely think that's like a sentiment that like everybody feels a little bit right now it's just like i don't really know what the fuck's gonna be happening in 10 years like there's a yeah. chance that we're like it's like there's not really much to plan for that shit you know so it's dark yeah. but so so that's what the image on the cover of the album is about and i think that that also applies to just like being an adult and just like Mm. it's like i don't really know what i want to, like i don't feel like i have grown up so it's like the question still applies it's just like mm -hmm. am i ever gonna ask it every yeah. day <laughs> yeah. so i think that's what it's about. that yeah that song for me really resonated that was the one i'd say the one song where i was like if he doesn't listen to it i'm gonna call his ass and like watch him listen to it in front 15. of me yeah, 15. Um, I would definitely play that on tour. Yo, fam, I was, I'm no exact. I legit looped that shit like 14 times in a row. Like, yeah, I was, I know the people around me on the beach are like, bro, can you change the fucking song? I, was like, <laughs> I wish they had done more. I mean, I'll probably, yeah, I mean, all these songs will have another shot, you know, once sure, one sure. takes off, then people yeah. will be fine, everything. But I do remember, yeah, I dropped a couple that year. And I remember, I think I led with the song Everybody's Cool with Me, and there was one called. I don't do drugs anymore. It was kind of a popular song. Oh, I remember fire, I played fire. I, pl I played 15 for for no idea, and he was just like, "No, that's the one." Mm. Yeah. But it was I had already scheduled the shit out. You know, Got it. Like, yeah, that's the one you should have led with. <laughs> Especially Darren, like <laughs> I feel like it's just contextually relevant too. Um, when I heard it, I was in a I was alone, like in my apartment, just thinking about work and like other shit, even yeah. music, because like when i was i made music in college so i rap and then i stopped when i got like a quote-unquote real job didn't start again until the pandemic uh and like fell back in love with it and i think a part of the reason why i stopped was this feeling of oh i need to become a, a mature adult i can't be yeah. like pursuing you know uh these fairy tale dreams and, and this and that like i just recently got married and my wife tells me all this time just like, <laughs> like literally so every song that. but like the rebellious voice yeah the rebellious you voice check, like, listen to, that's kind of what phase is about too it's about okay. like everybody's just like doing all these just doing all this shit like oh she, she's just going because, back to school she's yeah. like moving back to a different city it's just like oh it's like trying to like solve yeah. their life and figure out this shit and it's just yeah. Kind of like, but yeah, yeah just a ton of relatable shit I think yeah, the, you're gonna like the next one that comes out. Uh, it comes out in like literally like three weeks. Called "No One Gets Me," but it's just about uh, it's about like. Um, I mean, based on that title, I already know I'm gonna relate. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds so emo, but yeah, the song can come off. Really I right. already know it's gonna hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, so the, pre, the pre-course is like because no one wants to go out like they did before. No one wants to kick it like they did before. They'll be getting married till they get divorced, and I'll be waking up here on the bathroom floor. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, so I, this next comment slash question, please know this is not offensive because I really do appreciate it as an artist. Have you ever listened to Little Dicky or watched like any of his like shows and shit? Yeah, I've, I've like watched, I only like started on the the show. I haven't, I should actually, which, 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 which platform is that on? It's on FXX, I think. Oh, yeah. But not even oh, like the I show, just like his soul. I actually thought cool. music. Yeah, I really like, I think to this day, my favorite one was uh, was Pillow Talking. I think that oh, yeah. was like the combination that was amazing. of just like, because it wasn't yeah. really, it, I mean, it's kind of funny, but it wasn't like, it was kind of dark too, like weirdly. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's just yeah. like, yeah, it's like humorful. Uh, but the question, like yeah. my thing is like, I, I, I still stand by my comment. I don't think you sound like anyone, yeah. but on your song, Cancel the Party, 
Oh, yeah. That was the one song that I was like, it felt like almost like a parody rap. It's got a lot of punchlines, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I was like, like the one, like, uh, I bought the mixers, what the fuck is a mixer? Like, yeah, that yeah, whole yeah, thing yeah. felt like, like, if Little Dicky was performing that, like, in the show, I believe it. Because I was like, yeah, yeah, this yeah. kind of sounds like that. So I'll it was just funny. I was trying to get that song to take off when everybody had to cancel their shit last year. Mm. So we got all these, you know, people doing, like, TikTok dances and shit, but can't cancel the party, nice. you know, right when, like, literally the week that shit all went down. But, uh, you know. We so can do it though, again, maybe, you know? Oh, this is, I mean, this is, this is not ending at all. <laughs> but for you, though, like, um, we always ask everyone this, like, how has the pandemic affected you, like, specifically in your, like, artistry and just, like, you and Yeah. Time? I mean, I think in some ways, I don't know. I mean, a lot of the big art, these are good questions. That's why I like taking a second, you know, I'm just thinking about them. But um, definitely, like, the bigger artists I've worked with, like mostly just were doing sessions the whole time. So it like mm. didn't really halt that in any way in terms of working. Um, I think it like allowed me to streamline what I was doing a bit more. I was like, definitely, I was starting to do the thing where I just have string players send me audio instead of looking up in person and just doing it remote. And now I just do that for almost everything. Nice. So I can get nice. like, a lot more shit done that way. Um, just by, you know, just everything over the internet. But yeah. Um, in terms of my own shit, I mean, yeah, like, I think, I mean, I definitely would have been, like, touring and shit sooner. Like, I've never really done a proper tour. I've done a few shows here and there, but I really want, that's all I want is just to, like, really just make this real and just fucking go out on the road and do it. So, like, that was held up a lot by it. I think that was pretty frustrating. But on the other hand, like, I figured out a lot of shit about my sound. Like, if you go back to those old records, like, I'm singing a little bit different. I don't really like the, the vocal delivery as much on that. Just, you know, you try stuff, like, I I'm not innately a singer, I was a composer, and then I kind of, you know, I, I could carry a tune great, but I never, like, really, I, I wasn't, like, a person for American Idol and shit, you know? I, really, <laughs> I never, like, prided myself on being like, oh, man, he's got pipes, you know? It wasn't like that heavy shit. So, I, like, re-recorded the whole album, like, three times, just, like, vocally, you know? Mm. Uh, and just that, I think that, like, being forced to slow down a bit because people didn't want to drop the album until we could tour, which meant until there's live shows again, you know? which pushed the album back probably like a year, to be honest. Oh, wow. It comes out in March. But yeah, I think that forced, I think the album's much better than it would have been. Had it come in. So like, better. All right, so better. you benefit from it. Nice. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, yeah. It's been different. It's, you know, I don't, yeah, it's weird to know because I feel like we were already canceling shit again now, so it's really hard to Oh, yeah. I'm going to New York like in two days and like I'm like regretting it because like, everything's locked out again. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know like when there will be touring. I mean, maybe like, all those big stadium tours they pushed back to 2022, but now it's like, are they gonna push them back again? Like weekend and shit? Like, is that, is that really happening next year? I don't know. Yeah, they canceled my tickets for that. I actually got tickets for that in, uh, in Miami and they canceled it again. When was that supposed to be? Uh, it was meant to be in 2020. Then they pushed it back to July 2021. And then they told me in October to go kick rocks and just like, here's your money back. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> it is what it is. Sucks. I think it's different. Yeah, I don't, I mean, it's, it's probably going to change the, I don't know. It, it's probably going to change how like it is for an artist to like build their shit. Cause it's like, it's one thing to get a viral song and that's already been happening. It's happening mm. more and more, but if you can't then like support it with a tour and like convert, you know, fans to loyal, you know, fans forever that way. I don't know how, so yeah, how you can do it. Let's like, go live on ID. Like to make it a business. Right, kind of right. Yeah, that too. I mean, I'm lucky, I guess, because I make money producing and strings and shit like that. So it's like, I actually, I'm doing okay on that side. But I'm just saying, like, 
so that you don't just become like that guy that had that one song that was viral and then everybody forgot about it a week later because like the internet moves so fast but i feel like right it's getting tickets for a show going to the show buying your merch <laughs> like that's now you've committed to something for like a year or two and that's a little different than i think for sure yeah and it's just being on tiktok more and more like i'm realizing that I'm hearing the same like fucking five or six songs over and over. And then I'll head over to Spotify to see like what this artist is about. And they definitely rack up streams. So yeah, you'll see the artist with the one song with a hundred million and then everything else has like, you know, 50,000 or less. Yeah. Like, right. That's like, cool. It's better than not, but it's like, right, right, right. what are you, okay. Is that, where do you go? Yeah. Know, yeah. I was going to say, uh, I feel like you up would make like a good little challenge on, TikTok, but I'm not too sure how how all that stuff works. Like how you even get someone to I'm pick not, up a song and just run with I'm it. On it. You are nice. <laughs> <laughs> Especially during these Actually, times. Yeah, I got like multiple people working on it. Yeah, there's like no, there's like too many relatable like snippets that one of these little kids needs to pick up at yeah, some yeah. point. That's the hope. Yeah, that song was fire, dude. Um, but a couple, a couple of things before we get you out of oh, here. Yeah. So I know you you joined the uh, the hip hop game a little bit late, but since you kind of like jumped in after the Kanye album, what are like say like five projects that like kind of really kept you like in love with the shit that obviously you're trying to do what you're doing now? Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's yeah, it's like I'm definitely coming at it more from a production standpoint. Like I said, I'm like, you know, there's there's products that are really well, really like well produced, like uh, Tyler's like latest album, you know, is like incredible production. Oh, phenomenal, yeah. It's definitely like more in that sort of retro kind of like, you know, nostalgic sort of sound, which again is like sick. I don't know that it's like the thing that like captivates me, but you know, um, I mean, these aren't gonna be like exciting answers. I mean, it's basically just like fucking, I mean, yeah, like the new Thug album was, was up there. I guess that's a, that a queen, right? Is it queen or? Yeah. Uh, the Queen yeah. or Pink? Pink. That's what it was. Pink. My bad. Yeah, I'm yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah. No, it's called Punk. Is what I'm talking about. It's the one that's just like. You're right. It is album. Punk. It yeah, is it's Punk. It's like guitars and shit. I was supposed to work on some stuff for that. I say this. I sound so fucking ignorant too. It's like I listened to it once and can't remember the name of it. It's just like it's just like <laughs> I like barely listen to music. Like, I can't. But yeah, no, I like really like the sound of that. I mean, just for something that's kind of fresh. I mean, definitely like in terms of just like my life, Darkness of Fantasy, Jesus, like those two, you know, were huge for me. Um, you know, a bunch of the like sort of mid-career Drake shit was really big for me, like, you know, production-wise, like Take Care, and nothing was the same. Mm. I would say, yeah, again, we're doing, and these just like aren't, they're not like hip-hop lovers' best albums for like pure rapping. It's like they're really just production masterpieces. You know, like, you know, World, obviously, you know. Yeah. Um, you Love know, album. And, uh, yeah, I have a... Um, uh, dude, also, like, we should probably do, like, a, a thing that's, like, a countdown, like, for best intros on an album, because fucking Stargazing to start yeah, off the album it. is pretty fucking insane. It's amazing. I listened to that song a lot when I was trying to figure out how to start my shit. I ended up going in direction, but... Yeah, um, was, you know, like, fucking... I mean, I really liked, um, actually, Good Kid, Mad City, I think, is my favorite Kendrick album, uh, which is kind of... Same. Most people don't, at this point, have that on their top, you know, list I don't think anymore, but I think, to me, that was just just combine everything out, like the pop books and everything but then i think you know him a butterfly was just like you know in terms of just like a production masterpiece that was probably the most like, i like that the same way i like darkness parents it's like full length works that just flow as one piece yeah i was gonna ask you that because yeah. like a lot, i feel like a lot of the stuff we get out yeah, now 
is more like how can I get as many hits on one album? So do you prefer like kind of like song one kind of connects to the outro? Yeah, yeah. And actually, like I get into like fights with people on the internet about this all the time. But like, um, you know, starting with like Life of Pablo, kind of is like sort of he hasn't really been like finishing albums. In the same way. He definitely just like leaves unwritten verses on there, and just like a lot of times there's a collection of songs. But like I'll take like Yay that like seven song album over. Pablo, because at least it feels unified and it flows. Like, Whereas Pablo to me really just flows like a playlist of like mm. stuff that he's working on, you know. Got it. And so it's like even though there's probably better songs on Pablo in some cases, it's like as an overall cohesive project. Like that's the way I'm listening. So I don't know. But yeah, and then just like dark symphonic shit, which is like definitely not the thing that's in vogue right now. I think it's like it's like going out of vogue, you know. So it's like I'm f- trying to find artists. You know, and like, you know, I said like Cardi kind of is carrying that, like 070 Shake, who's the sort of singer-rapper that, you know, I work with a bunch, but her last album, uh, Modus Vivendi, I think, sort of hit that line, where she's carrying on the torch of that sort of, you know, the darkest of fantasy era shit, which is what got me to this in the first place, just trying to find who has got. Her voice came through a lot on that Yay project, too. Yeah. Yeah, she's incredible. We're working on her. I'm actually going over there after this, but we're oh, nice. oh, doing her next album. What the fuck else? Um, yeah, I mean, that's just like, not, it's not like a good list. I'm not like a, you know, I'm not like a, a rapper's. Uh, I mean, it's shit we listen to, so I'm good with it. Yeah, I think that, like, <laughs> I, hopefully that kind of tells you like what it is that I'm personally gravitating towards. Yeah. yeah I'm trying to find more shit like that. Do you hear uh, Graduation by Kanye? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. It's great. I mean, it's, you know, I, I have like our little ranking I could do, but of all the albums, but there's definitely a lot of that epic shit on there that I really like. Um, nice. I really like, uh, isn't like Big Brother on there? That's actually one of my favorite songs. Yeah. Uh, Big Brother is, uh, is it Graduation? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. I was going to ask because Wonder. It's incredible, you know. Yeah, that live was dope. Wonder, I, I like towards the end, it has yeah. that uh, instrumentation come in and take You should listen to that. I mean, yeah, my girlfriend's actually a fan of this uh, this song with, the, with that sample, not even knowing uh-huh. that Kanye sampled it. She was just a fan of this song. It's actually 70 or something. <laughs> Um, to buy this dude in the lobby, Sifra or something like that. Sifra, my song, what it's called. Do you like that? Good my song? Yeah, my song? Yeah. Word. Um, you can just search like Kanye sample, I wonder. It'll, you'll find it. Nice. Yeah, stronger. I mean, I don't know. It's like, that's not that's not like an exciting song to love by Kanye, but it's just like, it is really fucking good, you know? Yeah, but I feel like at that time, especially like that was like 07 when he was going up against like 50. 50 Cent. Like, yeah, Gangster like it was rap. just, it was just so nice to have like this guy be so different and like kind of like quote unquote win whatever the fuck winning is at the time. So, like, yeah, it's funny that Barry Bonds and Drunken Hot Girls are back to back on that album. I never noticed that before. Because <laughs> <laughs> those are like kind of the two ones that are just like, you know, but it's like they're yeah. right there next to each other. Right. I think in an interview he said that the only reason he really did Barry Bonds was because like if like if we look if aliens look back on that album like 50 years from now he wants to say at least he had the hottest rapper in the game like Lil Wayne on his album which is like, yeah it is funny Bonds. how that works sometimes it's like especially with the features shits it's like, like you wanna you wanna get it because they're big but then it's like okay does it make sense it fit or like. Yeah. Can I get the verse and then just completely reproduce and rewrite? It? <laughs> it's like I like I don't like what I did. It's like you know, but I and then I'm assuming obviously you you tell me, but like I'm sure you have friends already. So it's like your friends give you like what they think is a dope fucking feature, and you're like, ah, I'm really not gonna put this on my project. Yeah, there's some of that. I mean, another thing that happens a decent amount is like it's somebody that I really admire, and I get something that's cool from them, but like 
like the thing I sent them was kind of weird and they didn't really like 100% know what to do with it. So Understand it? Yeah, so they did something on it, but it's like, it like didn't make that much sense with the flow of the song, but then I'll just like reproduce around them as much as I need to until it works, you know? Like I have this song called Throwback Thursday and it's got this like uh, little key oh, yeah, verse yeah, yeah. in the middle of it. Fire. And Lil Keed, like his verse is super slow and it didn't make sense with the fast drums, but then I just took the drums out and just put them over like an orchestra break. And that's nice. like the fucking best part of the song. Why? You know what I mean? So it's just like starting to be fun. Yeah, like, Throwback Thursday actually is in my top three. Thanks. Well, yeah. Nope. I mean, just thinking about like the bigger picture in your career in general, um, what is like the perfect Johan Lennox career look like in 15 years? Like, do you yeah, want yeah. an immense amount of fame and recognition and just be a mega star? Or are you like more so focused on uh, just accomplishing certain things and not necessarily looking for? Um, yeah, I mean, like where I want to end up is like, I want to be like, you know, 50 and like 60 or whatever and just like, putting big ass shows up on Broadway and in Vegas and just like, like not even with me and them, just, just big, like we're gonna go see this crazy ass orchestra show. It's like the way people go to see Cirque du Soleil, but you know, my music and the music is the focus and they have to say that like production design and shit. Yep. And like, that's, that's what I've always wanted to do. And I think I just partly felt like the only way that stuff is ever gonna happen is if it's like, uh, here's like, young thug doing this here's post malone you know whatever like an artist with that name recognition who can be like now he's doing this crazy orchestra thing what the fuck is this and then like the fans show up and the story is already there mm -hmm. it's like that those because the things i want to do haven't been done before and it's really hard it's hard to do that like live stuff anyway because it's so expensive but to do something that hasn't been proven yeah possible so it's like at least if i've been proven by that point then it's like maybe they they let it slide you know what i mean yeah you yeah, know, if, I was, Travis. I mean, obviously things are right. Travis right now, but like <laughs> certainly, like you know, that he got the deal to do those movies with A twenty four, and he owned the, the hard soda company. You know, he's like the licensing master. But like, I'm saying, like that's that's power. You know, you can really do some crazy organization. To leverage it. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, that's where I want to end up, and then yeah, I mean, until then. I mean, if there's whatever, I, whatever will get me to that point, I will do. You know, it's literally like that is like I'm so focused on that end point, you know. But yeah, I mean, I like really in the short term, really want to take this shit on tour and just like maybe just gradually like do a tour, do another album, and gradually the tour just evolves towards the thing that I'm talking about and it becomes more and more just like the kind of way Kanye's done too, actually, where it's like the Donda rollout, like was like whatever those stadium shows. He wasn't rapping at all. He was just jumping around and walking around in the center you know yeah. it's like he's basically just doing performance art so it's like i feel like you i could see pushing you know just you can just gradually evolve the tour shit into the, the the you know spectacle shit that i really want to do in the long run um but yeah in the short run definitely just like get the fuck on tour have a hit song you know just really just, yeah just take it all the way also nope. dude i give obviously you know you already have a couple uh Couple fans here, so I really we can appreciate do to help you guys out. for that. No, um, that's so sick. I'm so glad you fuck with the music. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Hell yeah, dude. Super sure. fans right here. So, uh, again, yeah, the wine so is done. So, we'll give you, uh, nice. to wrap this up right now, but we'll give you a second to plug anything you're pushing right now, projects, yeah. where they can find you. We'll make sure all your uh, your tags are up when we post this, too. 
yeah um yeah so we got you up featuring aunt clemens out everywhere uh that's aunt he's from he was on like all mine and hurricane with kaye and then he's just he's got a great project on his own that was grammy nominated he's just a great singer and you up is yeah we dropped that a few weeks ago there's a video um and then january 14th there's a song called no one gets me featuring rumor that's like he spells it RMR. A lot of people saw this dude because he went viral singing like a country song while wearing a ski mask and waving a machine gun around. Okay. <laughs> he saw this. It was, like, it was like very, you know, it's a great, beautiful cover. He has an incredible voice. He's like a very funny dude. But this is just nice. went viral last year. Um, so he's on that song and we got him in the video. He's great. So I work with him a ton. You know, epic, like operatic kind of R&B voice. And then there'll be a couple more, yeah, just one more song probably in February, I think, and then the album marks. And just, I hope people, yeah, follow me and listen to all this shit and you know, come to my tour, hopefully this summer, whatever it'll be, maybe a festival, whatever it's going to be, just come, come see me. So. Awesome, dude. But yeah, if you go on tour this summer, we'll definitely be there, bro. We got, we got shit going on anyway, so uh, we'll come through. But uh, yeah. yeah, dude, y'all, I really appreciate you jumping on the pod, dude. Like, honestly, this is a great way for us to end the year. Um, again, nice. we're, we're super fans. And again, what we'd like to do on here is just like really put people on to artists like maybe they do kind of know about but don't really know about so again man you're really in that niche but really we hope you become more mainstream over the over the coming years so, so um if you don't mind Blaze gonna kick us off right now but just stay on for a quick second and yeah. we'll say our goodbyes properly yes sir uh regardless of which platform you're listening to you can peep the episode on all platforms just head on over to audio-theory.com new episode every week and if you're also interested in uh interviewing with us um feel free to reach out but thanks so much johan uh all the socials and everything will be in the description box so don't forget about that and uh share this music with your friends as well hell yeah thank thanks, you guys boys. so much yeah tag me Peace. all that shit i'll repost you know all that Play, I love you, all right, I'm sick.